Welcome to Gohan or Go Home, the podcast where I make somebody who doesn't know anything about Dragon Ball go through the Dragon Ball manga. I am your host, Simon. When the moon hits your eye like a great pizza pie, that's a Monrad. And across from me is my co-host, Imogen Eight Tentacles Faith. Do you like that? No, I hate it. I'm a hostage. And actually, we have with us our co-host, our enemy of the, uh, enemy of the pod, and my third favorite, David, David Citric. Hello. Hi. Uh, third favorite? What the fuck? <laughs> Do you have a ranking of David? horseshit. Well, my first David is, I've, I've done the Liz Warren thing, and I've started telling people that I am Jewish on, like, the very slightest sliver of, like, familiar lore that's probably complete bullshit. So King David, obviously, first in my heart. <laughs> And um, I was going to say, if Spectre is ahead of me, I'm going to be so furious. Oh, you're going to hate number two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No, it's quite all right. Um, Yeah, so we actually have a guest on the pod. So I guess that makes this an official one now. Or at the very least, it means that um, you're not wasting your time listening to it. Hopefully. No, you are, actually. I mean, any podcast is a waste of time. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Productive things. Yeah, so I usually like to ask you, Imogen, about things like what you've been watching and going through and things like that. But I reckon, like, even though we talk about media and stuff, that it's kind of a good thing to be able to use the opportunity to kind of let people connect across space and time and in this horrible hell world that we have and make people feel like they are listened to. So actually, I do want to ask our guest... David, how's your week been? How's it been? It's been all right. Um, you know, uh, 2020 in, I don't know how it's been for you guys, but uh, over here in the States, it has been uh, eventful <laughs> um, in a way that is stressful. And, uh, you know, you never know when World War III is just going to like burst into flames over here. So uh, love that. Very, uh, you know, love our, our big wet boy president. Uh, <laughs> You know, God bless America. Um, well, our skies turn red and uh, in, in blood flame as a portent of the coming apocalypse. So, you know, that's how it's been here. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, you know, we're alight with signs of the impending doom. But uh, no, other than that, it's been fine. Working too much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I got a really cool uh, desk PC. So I've uh, been fucking around with that nobody cares anyway yes no no i built a pc for the first time um a little while back um probably just over a month ago now and it's it's so delightful i don't know it's so much better to be able to just do things and not like cross my fingers that it's going to crash if i run more than three things at once so that's always been good as hell but it does mean that i have absolutely no money now uh which is sure you know I think it happens for people these Who days. Who does? It's, it's 2020. And this economy? Uh, money money is for uh, the cabal of billionaire pedophiles and no one else, right? <laughs> oh, we're going to get into that today. Oh, God. Yeah, that fits, unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, have you been um, watching, listening to anything, reading anything lately? My girlfriend and I started accidentally watching the NBC sitcom Superstore uh, because we were watching the good... Well, here's what happened is we were watching The Good Place and The Good Place uh, on Hulu and it ended and we got we just didn't turn the thing off and it started playing the show and we watched the pilot just by virtue of our own laziness and inertia. (laughs) And all of a sudden 
three seasons later, we just keep watching the show. <laughs> That's how they get you. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I've, I've been actually pleasantly surprised at like, cause I thought it was just going to be like some horseshit network TV show, but like it actually has fairly decent politics in a way that I find really delightful. Like there's, it's, there's a whole episode about like one of the main protagonists gets, uh, is like delivering a baby and, uh, the, like her insurance doesn't cover the hospital that is like safe so she has to go to some like needle clinic and it's like dirty and filthy and uh then in the next episode she has to come back to work like literally two days after she has her baby and uh it's like i was not expecting like good labor politics and like weird uh social like leftist social commentary coming from a bullshit nbc sitcom but hey you know it's good to be pleasantly surprised i suppose I've heard that about The Good Place as well, but I haven't seen it. You've seen it, right? The Good yeah, Place I've is fine. It. The Good Place is, is a good it's a good time. It's a good place, good time. Yeah. 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 I quite enjoyed Might. it. I haven't watched the new season, actually, but I watched the first two, and I think I got up to, like, The Time Knife or something. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, that, I had a fun time watching that because it was one that I started watching when I wasn't doing anything and it was just to like mm-hmm. pass the time and I think I watched like half a season like four or five episodes and I kind of was just like blandly staring at the screen didn't really laugh about it and then over the next few days I kept thinking of things that had happened in the show and just cracking up mm-hmm. to myself it was sort of like sure. retroactively funny and then I kept watching it and it was uh, I, it's very entertaining that's but always, mostly after I see the, the episode <laughs> That's always the best comedy. Comedy you have to decide is funny after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, really sure. what every that's what we're all going for. Is like, you know what? Take that home, let it marinate a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Find that funny. Yeah. You may not be I may be bombing now, but give it four days and you'll <laughs> think this is pretty hilarious. Does that work in front of a crowd? Like <laughs> I seem not, like I'm no. shit, but <laughs> but just wait, just think about it. Car ride home? Yeah. I think it was yeah. just the mental image of like the clown doors closing. I don't know. That won't oh, mean sure. anything to yeah, you. Yeah. Even watch the I have show, no idea yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I didn't even want to like give any more information than that because it's it's so yeah funny. There's a good twist in season one that I think really like kicks the show into high gear. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I quite like it. It's the yeah. episodes are really short as well, so it's very watchable. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, uh, haven't really like. All I do lately, it seems like, is consume terrible media. Like, I, I went and saw Cats. I saw oh, how Mulan. Was it? I want to say it's so bad. It looks so awful. Cats? Yeah, well, it was just as awful as I wanted it to be at the beginning and the end. And then it got really slow in the middle. Uh. I might not have been on enough substances uh, re- necessary to see that. I was, like, me, my, I saw it over Christmas break. And me and my friend went, and I was like do you have any weed? And he said, no. And so we just saw it dead sober. And oh. that's not the way you see that movie. <laughs> you should never <laughs> yeah. have to, nobody should have to watch James Corden sober. As <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, the rule. Yeah. So, but yeah, between, I saw that and I saw Mulan Rouge on Broadway, both without, under the influence of anything. And that's You're a, a brave mistake. man. I want to go see Mulan Rouge again and cram as many mushrooms into my body as I possibly <laughs> <laughs> like, That would be a very fun time. That sounds like a... The, 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 I think that would be like the good a good start to like a weekend out. Yeah, just or really or a good way to just ruin it right from the get go. Yeah, you know? they could go either way, really. <laughs> exactly. That's that musical is crazy. It's it. I said on our podcast, but it's like it. 
it's a musical that makes you appreciate Baz Luhrmann's restraint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that's a sentence I never just... thought I'd hear. <laughs> Yeah, it's out of control how, like, just the wild the decisions they make. There's a point in that show where, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Moulin Rouge the movie. And we can move on from this if you're not. I'm familiar with Ewan McGregor. (laughs) Very familiar with Ewan McGregor. There's a point where, like, the Ewan McGregor character gets rejected by the Nicole Kidman character. And in the musical, they choose to illustrate that moment by having uh, a Ewan McGregor's character, the Ewan McGregor character fall to his knees. There's a spotlight. Like soft, clinky piano music starts playing, like a <laughs> ballad is about to play, and he launches into this ballad version of Gnarls Barkley's Crazy, <laughs> <laughs> which they mash up with Rolling in the Deep. Oh my God! And, this and is like this is a high school production trying to do Glee yes. the TV show. Yeah, like, that's not... that doesn't sound that sounds wrong. Like I, from what I know about the musical, I've only seen clips of it because I used to do like dance and stuff and so you know sure. be like looking at like the tango version of Roxanne by the police and stuff like that <laughs> right. so I was saying like that in pieces from yeah. it but I, I for some reason thought that the movie came out like before Adele was a th- oh it that song was not in the movie they oh, so updated this, is this just musical in, this is in with the musical. a bunch of so they've changed yes. it They've added yes. some new shit just to they've really updated. <laughs> they've updated it with all sorts of like mid to late two thousands pop trash. the The Roxanne couple opens Act Two by like the Ewan McGregor character comes out and goes like, "Me and Satine weren't the only two people in love during this play. There was uh, behind the scenes there was another bad romance, and then oh, the, the Roxanne oh couple God. comes out and does bad romance." <laughs> Introducing a Lady Gaga with fourth wall breaking yeah. is uh, not a great segue. Okay, that sounds it's, awful. I would pay so much money to see it. It was delightful. I laughed so hard and the girl behind me got so mad at me because <laughs> I was <laughs> the only the person craft. in the theater laughing. I'm impressed <laughs> that you like, did it sober, though. That's, that's a, there was a, an endurance like, feat, I think. In a darkened theater that is dead silent and feeling the emotion, hearing one person laugh hysterically <laughs> at Gnarls Barkley's crazy, I think it's a good way to get everyone mad at you. I think. <laughs> <laughs> For the performer, it's great as well. <laughs> you're, trying to, you're in character, you're out there alone, there's a spotlight, you can't fuck it up, and then <laughs> there's just somebody laughing at your emotion. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Those people definitely hate me. <laughs> But I can't be the only person that has laughed at that. I can, I refuse to believe. I think in either, like in order to to do that performance, you would either have to be like self aware enough that you know it's gonna be incredibly funny to some people, or you would have to have just literally no self awareness whatsoever and would not be bothered by it at all. Right. And I don't know if you've met a lot of American theater types, but the uh, latter is much more common than the former. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like this is interesting to nobody except me. But having talked to people who went to school in the U.S. about like how the drama works there is just fascinating to me because it's all like it's all just about acting or like maybe you do set design or something like that. It's all like highly technical production. It's like naturalistic theater almost always, and also like being a theater kid is like an identity. It's not just like a subject Mm -hmm. that you study intellectually at school. Whereas for Mm -hmm. us, it was like 
drama was like studying Bertolt Brecht and being like, let's look at like the roots of Marxism for him and stuff like that. And reading like a short organum for theater and looking at like Antonin Artaud and like, you know, all these theorists and stuff. Relation it's more to of a critical it. approach yeah mm. kind of and it's like you do acting and things but you have to start with a lot of the historical kind of and political stuff behind it that kind of allows you to broach these different topics and so we would do things like just silent clowning for a, a while or something like that which, I'm or like so glad I skipped that learning yeah. <laughs> how to juggle or something I know how to juggle now and you will not make me feel bad for this uh, yeah okay whatever well, yeah. So I mean, did, does your teacher know that you know how to juggle? Or? You know what? Mr. Failed his juggling assignment. Okay, that was the first time. That is maybe the funniest, like, You failed a note. juggling? Like, I couldn't come you up with that. You failed juggling I... homework? <laughs> Have you done your juggling homework? Apparently he didn't, because he, he failed juggling as a Somebody subject. broke one of my balls. <laughs> okay, I That's regret the, the phrasing okay, of that. Wow. But look, breaking balls did. over here? What is this, Boston? Let me tell you. All right, okay. Hey, you're breaking my balls. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> uh, but they actually did, so I couldn't practice. You can't practice, what, two juggling balls? You're going to do it? You're going to learn to do cascade with two of them? You can't do that. What are you going to do, reverse cascade with that? A trick? No, that's a single hand thing. I'm naming juggling techniques. That's a single hand one, okay, right? You know, okay, for three, okay. you need two. No, that's how it works. Back. That's okay, how you done. do it. It's fine. That's it's how fine. you do it. Look, I'll, I'll drop it. So, I'll drop no, it. Let's Stop correct the record on juggling. this. <laughs> I'm David Brock. Let's correct the record oh. on this. I failed it the first time, I got to reset it, and I got an excellence, which is the equivalent of an A. So, you know what? <laughs> wow. I, all the haters and the fakers can I stop. I think if anyone ever needs to have your personality summed up in, like, one event, failing a juggling assignment and then getting mad at it and retaking the assignment so that you can get an excellence is, I That's, think, the best possible like, summary. I don't, I don't mean to be too woke over here, but I do feel like failing juggling homework and then getting a redo on it and doing well on it is like peak white male privilege. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like that, is, that is the experience of being a white man, I think, for sure. It's like, okay, you failed at something that doesn't matter. Uh, you're, you're frustrated about it? Here, do it again. <laughs> it's okay, you can try again. And we'll uh, give you we'll give you the good grades this time. Do you feel better about yourself now? <laughs> yeah, just make your mom stop yelling at me, all right? <laughs> no, it was um, before true. NCEA, so like it doesn't matter, and they'd just be like, yeah, whatever. I'll like, you know. <laughs> they didn't care. They'd let you. Okay, but things. if you had done it during NCEA, you would have retaken it anyway. Oh, a hundred percent. I need those credits. <laughs> I need those credits. I need people. I need the world to know that I can juggle. Yeah. Did it help you with your law degree at all? Oh, you know what? There are just times when you're in class and you're bored and you have three pens in front of you. And you, and you want everyone in the room to hate you with a burning passion. And you want everybody in the room to hate you with a burning passion. The teacher asks you a there Socratic is... question. They're like, Simon, with regard to the torts and Sturges and Bridgman, what do you think was the ratio dissidenti of this? And I just pick up the pens and start doing it. Like, Does that answer your question, <laughs> Dr. Jordan Peterson? And just winks slowly at him. And then get kicked out of the class. Anyway, should we talk about some Dragon Ball? Cause I oh, think yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot that this was for. a Dragon Ball I, yeah, podcast. Yeah, I got sidetracked <laughs> by just yarns. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball. Wee! I don't know. Wee! So, uh, we read chapters 12, 13, and 14 <laughs> for this, and I read in preparation and made a lot of notes yep. because I'm studious and everybody else didn't because, um, you know, they're just because not they're on cool. that level. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> Let's enough with this. Yeah. 
Okay, anyway, so um, chapter 12. I read three I read three chapters of Dragon Ball manga and boy am I horny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how can you not be like forget hot Kamel, it's hot Roshi. We could just open every episode with that sentence. I think that would uh, still Yeah. You know, Man, it could be like beefy, our intro. <laughs> I told beefy you Roshi in this manga. Also, also, this is the first manga I have ever read at all. Oh, any I'm sorry. Amount of it. I was I was very confused. It took me like I had to reread the first chapter because I realized at the end of it, oh, it's going right to left. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the opposite of. Um, <laughs> mm. But it also doesn't make sense in English because the within each bubble it's left to right because that's how we read, so it's just confusing. Mm. But yeah, is it? You read left I to right, don't you? Wait, like the—I mean, the letters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, within each bubble. Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like within the panels that's in a row of them. In a row, yeah. No, you have to. I was about to like, holy shit! I've just got—I've got everything so wrong. You have to hold it up to a mirror to read it correctly. (laughs) (laughs) You have to turn it upside down and use a codex, like one of those rings that they used to have. Back in the days, they used to flip them. Like when Viz first uh, acquired Rama One Half. They did like this really bad. It just looks like if you get the originals, they look like terrible Xerox copies where like mm-hmm. the gray is just destroyed. It's just like black and white and bleeding over and stuff. And then they like flipped it as well. <laughs> so all the characters are backwards, but also like a lot of weird stuff is backwards that shouldn't be <laughs> and stuff in it. Like the um, Japanese onomatopoeia and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it just, it's completely wrong. Yeah. But they were like, Americans cannot learn to read something the opposite direction. We can't expect them to do this. It's a bit like four kids when they first got Yu-Gi-Oh! got like changed things. Like they removed the guns because <laughs> kids can't see a gun and things like that. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> friend who actually listens to this podcast told me about that the other day because I mentioned that I also don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, and everyone who knows me likes to torment yeah. me with anime facts, apparently. And he's like, did you know that in Yu-Gi-Oh! they removed the guns? Hold on. Wait. Yu-Gi-Oh! first of all, not anime. That is... Uh, <laughs> that is like, Doesn't count. If, if, it is, if it is ever aired on the WB, it is not anime, alright? Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. But he, I, I just thought it was funny that he... Counterpoint, uh, the hair is so big that it can't be anything except for anime. Oh, Sorry, yep. I'm not I'm not trying to gatekeep anyone's anime over here. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't worry, I have no crit anyway. I'm just amused by the fact that apparently everyone in that show is intimidated by a strong line of action. That would be a fun. That would be a fun thing. Character to be like the gamer gator of like pop anime. <laughs> just, it's just like it's not real anime because it's been on it's not Saturday morning anime. cartoons. Isn't everybody in the anime scene, like, a gamer gator in that sense? Like, they're all fash, so... (laughs) I mean, sort of, but then you also have, I don't know, leftist weirdos. Like, it is... Anime is a lot like wrestling. Uh, Most of the people that like it, not great. Uh, (laughs) About a quarter of the people that like it, pretty cool. (laughs) Oh, it's the horseshoe theory of avatars online, as if somebody's got an anime heavy or something. They're either, like, blood and soil nationalist or, like, ecofash, or they're, like, trans cat girl, basically, <laughs> and just communist. Sure, yeah. There's nothing in between. And all of them are role-playing as my little ponies. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's what the internet's Hot for, takes right? from 2015. Is my little pony yeah. an anime? Um, what? Oh, yeah. how, how would I know? I've never seen it. Yeah, okay, sure. Not publicly, anyway. <laughs> Alright, so chapter 12. <laughs> uh, I love it. I'm out. I'll... No. 
All right. Um, yeah, the point is, control. we're all out here cranking it to My Little Pony. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I kind of don't want to steer the ship just to see, like, how far this can crash and burn. <laughs> how far down the, the My oh, Little Pony rabbit hole I'll take get? shit off the rails, all right? I don't care. <laughs> okay. Track. We have a track. We have a track. It's all right. Do we have a I track? I have notes. I have so many notes. The best notes. The this tremendous. This train's got no wheels. Chapter 12. Something happens. What happens? Bulma has the realization that she's going to have to see her abuser again. Because Goku is talking to Gumao, to uh, Ox Demon King. And he's like... Ox Demon King. <laughs> it's my translation. I don't know how they translate it. I was the... just saying that I should just call him Horny Boy last time. So I'm going to just go with that. <laughs> so Horny Boy is talking to Goku. And... Um, I noticed that he also speaks Tohokuben, so it's apparently a family thing. They're all country hicks. Um, Goku calls him, and this is like literary corner, he calls him a term of endearment. Basically, like, the equivalent would be like, uncle, but like, in a very endearing way. So I guess it's like big nephew sort of uncle energy in this throughout this entire first chapter. Oh, Stephen King is the rugby uncle of the series? Well, he's not necessarily the rugby uncle. He's just a type of uncle, okay. I feel like. He's the one who, like, oh, no, this is incest, but he promises... Uh, his daughter. Yeah, in the way Goku. in in the way that like when your parents get divorced and uh, your mom finds a new uh, uncle for you to have who's coming over every night and uh, sleeping in her bed. Oh yeah, that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> real real hours, real, real hours, hours, real hours, hours. hours. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a little close to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Uncle Frank comes over. I just wish Mom would let me play video games with him after nine. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the that's classic. Mom's they time. They need some alone time to watch The Witcher together. <laughs> they need they need family time. <laughs> <laughs> they need family time to try and find the one shot of Geralt's ass. Oh my god! <laughs> A true travesty. Let me tell you, they didn't digitally remove those packs. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> uh. I haven't seen it yet. I feel like I should watch it because I feel so out of the loop on it. Mm. Yeah, I haven't but watched I, it. I think of it. it's, it's fun. You, you should watch it. I haven't consumed any Witcher media other than like... The, Neither have I. I've just watched the show. It's a fun time. The YouTube gamer poops and stuff like that. I'm just gutted because like, I watched the first episode and there's this chick, Renfrey, in it. And I thought she was the coolest. And then she... Spoilers for episode one, but she died. And then I was like, oh, so I'm less interested in the show as a whole from now is this why you called it like Game of Thrones but hot trash? I didn't say that specifically. I was like, if Game of Thrones wasn't miserable. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's a lot more like silly and fun. Game of Thrones kind of just makes me sad a little bit. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> how many examples of like terrible things happening to women in a show can you go before you're like? This isn't just, like, commentary on the Middle Ages. It's kind of indulging in the misery porn of it. Uh, I think if it's multiple per episode, then that's kind of, like, a good a good indicator. I could I didn't watch past the first season of Game of Thrones, so... Yeah. We're so... We're tangent again, like... Oh, we're shit. Gonna, I watched, um, this anyway, train's I got watched, no tracks! Big, big... I did watch every second of Game of Thrones, uh, but uh, <laughs> I only consume terrible me- media at this point. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big... Horned uncle is talking to uh, to Goku, and Yamcha just can't believe like the excessive nephew energy that's going on. He's like, "This is 
a reunion and these and he's listening to him talk about the good old days and he's just unflinching like goku not even once is looking over at the table of crabs you know while his uncle is talking to him and regaling him with like man when i was i was younger i could like throw a pigskin over these mountains like two miles away or something like that you know i could have been a contender yamcha's throwing some serious chad hours in this manga He is alphaing his way uh, into trying to cuck Goku from marrying Chi Chi. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, there's so much to unpack here, and we can't throw the whole suitcase away, which is kind of the problem. Yeah, unfortunately, I did. Our whole I did really. I did. I did really love and appreciate the way that like. I mean, having like being familiar with Dragon Ball and knowing where this is all going, mm. uh, the way that like Yamcha being all try hard is immediately like, "Who are you?" Not weird. And then Goku's like, "What is a girl? I don't understand." And then <laughs> she's like, "I must make him my husband." <laughs> <laughs> Things never change. And that, change and that in line, this manga. and that line. So like, I didn't understand this. The uh, the part where like, I guess Goku just like kicks her in the groin <laughs> and she's like you've touched me there you must be my husband now okay so but is that not how it works that's a little bit here but goku has been going around doing pat pats uh so as soon as he discovered that uh women are not the same down there uh as boys um he's been told this mm. and he also discovered it firsthand yeah well we if we backtrack a bit like kind of in the first it was the first episode chapter, it two. Been. chapter two yeah um goku it's gonna reveal that he's never like seen another person aside from his, his grandfather as far as we're aware yeah doesn't know sure. what a girl is like yeah. literally so every time he meets people yeah. he determines what he's supposed to think about their constructed gender by pat patting <laughs> them and he keeps on getting told no so he goes on a groping rampage yeah basically for like several chapters like it was a while this, this is, is my, thing. my first Dragon Ball experience, and it's not what I was expecting at all. It's just oh, it's like a, well. This creepy. is the thing that I like. I've never consumed original Dragon Ball before, even the even the anime. So, like, but the thing I kept hearing was that original Dragon Ball, despite being about a younger child, is infinitely more horny than Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah, uh, which frankly. I'm here for. Let's all just fucking. <laughs> we'll allow it. Tug a, tug a thick hog to this fucking. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're definitely not going to get onto iTunes now. <laughs> Terms and conditions, baby. <laughs> so, what I find kind of weird is that when. Uh, Goku's like red art of the deal and he's like kind of negotiating with Ox King and Ox King is like, I have a daughter. If you get me, if you can stop the flames on my mountain, then you can have her as a bride. Goku doesn't know what a bride is, but Ox King, horny man, horny uncle has a picture of her ready. Yeah. Like he's like ready for the arranged marriage hours. I don't know. I feel he's way too quick to like offer up his daughter as a bride as well, because Goku's going to do it anyway. He's like, Oh, by the way, take my girl. As your wife, <laughs> take her away. Which is like, is, is he trying to get rid of her? Or is he just like, just all of the original Dragon Ball is just people throwing themselves at Goku and him not understanding what that means. Which is just, right. it's like a situation which Toriyama loves to put them in. Is he'll just have like little girls be like, oh my goodness, you know, my heart's a flutter, and he's like, what is human? <laughs> Yeah, the, well, I mean, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I mean, uh, that's it's the the nature of Dragon Ball as a story arc. It's the the narrative of one man's uh, rebellion against the concept of sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> and like Goku so is an ace icon. Dragon Ball is ace propaganda. Yeah. 
Confirmed. Yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And it's 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 an ace. Uh, it's the horniest it's a, it's ace, ace propaganda you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> it's an it's it's an ace romance between Goku and Vegeta, and the frustration and rage that builds up between them is due to the fact that they are both non-sexual and so cannot consummate. Their oh love. no 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 no! <laughs> Vegeta fucks. Believe me. I don't know why I said believe me with that much conviction. <laughs> there was a lot of conviction. <laughs> what do you know that we don't? This this manga is like the reefer madness of of aceness, right? <laughs> so it's like if we show you an en- engorgement of horniness, but also the main character being virtuous by virtue of being ace, then you'll be like, oh my gosh, this glut is just terrible. Look how look how terrible horniness makes people, <laughs> and then you'll turn it. You'll be scared straight. Or scared ace. I don't, yeah, I was going to say scared straight is maybe, maybe an interesting word choice for that yeah, one. Yeah, this is the reefer madness of sexuality, I think. Mm. <laughs> reefer madness. Hell so yeah. Yamcha finds out from the Ox King just because he's listening to conversations. Conveniently, he does this all the time. He spies on people. Um, bit of a yeah, he's a little creep. He's a little creepy boy. Absolutely. And then Ox King's like, you know, here's my daughter. On, on the day of my daughter's wedding, you can have her hand. And then Yamcha's like, oh shit, that's the girl that yeah. I dicked in yeah. the last chapter. I just, the small child that I just knocked the fuck out. So he runs back to wake up Jeff her. And <laughs> honestly, so much like every baseball player I've ever heard about. So <laughs> that's a spoiler, Ooh. I think. <laughs> But yes, he is um, Metstar Yamcha. Yeah, we learned that her name is Chi-Chi, and this doesn't mean anything like to anyone, but there's like a pun that happens in the next chapter, I think. And um, Yeah, there's two puns that happen so in the Chi-Chi next chapter. Mean, can mean, it's like the familiar way of saying dad, like my dad. So I wouldn't okay. call your dad this, I'd call my yeah. my dad this, but it can also mean tits. Yeah, well, I was looking at that. Yeah, Japan has a lot of words for breasts. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were just going to stop at Japan has a lot of words. I was like, fuck, <laughs> dude, they sure do. They've got a whole language. Japan um, <laughs> has a lot of words. <laughs> so many words. So many words. All of the words. Just more than 12, at least. And if it's like German. Yeah. If you don't have a word, you can make one up. You can put kanji together. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. Apparently, someone should have stopped them at some point because they're just starting to make words which are names, fathers, <laughs> And boobs. This so is, that's uh, you, a good combination. I feel like this is on China. China should have stopped them from using their characters <laughs> to do all of these terrible things. China should have confiscated quick, them. Re- real quick tangent here, but you mentioned German. My favorite, uh, do you guys happen to know what the German word for birth control pill is? It's hilarious. Oh, no. is it uh, anti baby pillow? It is the anti baby pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I did know that, and I don't know why or how I do that. <laughs> I love it. It's great. So that's German's so, such so a knowledge. stupid language. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could not. I'm glad uh, we did the Weimar Republic. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm the kidding. The Weimar Republic? You did the Weimar Republic? <laughs> did you I'm say kidding. the Weimar Republic? I said Weimar. Weimar? Uh-huh. Whatever. Weimar. <laughs> but uh, wait, hold on. Are you telling me you're responsible for Hitler? <laughs> No, I said I'm glad we did. I'm not. <laughs> All right. I feel like David, we've lost something in this riff. David, are you personally responsible for Hitler? David, are you responsible for Hitler? Res- well, someone's got to be. Wow, blaming Someone. the Jews for Hitler. All right. <laughs> all those, all those time oh. travelers. Hey, we made it so many episodes without talking about Hitler. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Oh no, we can't. I've got to cut that. Yeah, out. cut that one. <laughs> Uh, I that. <laughs> so like the horrible thing as well is that Yamcha scrapes the bottom of the barrel he wakes her up and then he's like how do I get this child not to snitch that I beat the shit out of her and then mm. he's like I will be 
Prince Charming and seduce her. And you can just tell, like, through his gritted, chipped tooth, he's like, ah, I really like you. You shouldn't tell on me. And it's the most uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I mean, like, this is immediately after the previous chapter in which, like, he made it very clear that that... Uh, very young girls is not his thing, which is. Uh, I didn't think this I would be a setup. Sort I of didn't... like come back to bite him in the ass. I didn't think it was. I either. have to give credit to Toriyama. I didn't think the phrase "I'm not a pedophile" would come back as like a Chekhov's gun. Yeah. But he managed to do it. You played yourself there, and he's like, "Oh, so, so uh, sorry for for knocking you out. Did you know that I love you so much?" Oh my god. <laughs> um, and yeah. this oh. concussed it's... child obviously is confused enough to like vaguely fall for it. She's like, "What?" And he just sees Goku coming on his cloud. She's and like, boosts it's it the just fuck like, it's just like Cosmo magazine or whatever it is. Like I've read about you, this. And yeah. then it's like three things your are man you guys saying yeah. Are you guys saying you're troubled that Yamcha looks like he's thirty three years old and is uh, trying to make this clearly nine year old girl his wife? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it, if he's thirty three. I was thinking so far he looks like a rejected character from like the Karate Kid or something, like one of the yeah. bad guys. Yeah, um, those guys were all 33 in that movie. <laughs> Actually, you know what? And in, in retrospect, they probably were. I haven't seen that movie for a very long time. He certainly had the best yeah. hair of anybody from New Jersey in the 80s. That's for sure. Every, I'm just known for Everyone that. that played a high schooler in the Karate Kid fought in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds hauntingly accurate. All there was like really everyone. like a, a look they of were, distress in their eyes. It was, like they've seen some it shit. Was, it, it was a little known portion of the GI Bill that they got to... <laughs> Well, yeah, the thing is that Reagan cut the VA, and so in order to make up their medication, they had to star in the Karate Kid. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, no handouts in America. <laughs> it's Karate Kid or nothing. You have to. It's you have to prove that you are working or trying to work to get Medicaid. Oh, we love That's that. That's a. Dog. It's just like to, hearing that there's no love to bring leave. love to bring Medicaid jokes to a country that has a national health service. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's been partially they've allowed like public private partnerships and stuff since the nineties. So thanks, Bill English. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. It, like hearing that there's no guaranteed maternity leave and also that it costs money to have a child in America just messed me up on an incredibly deep level. Yeah, well, I saw it's bad. Th- there's one that was like someone's hospital bill or whatever, and they were charged for like skin, skin to skin. skin. Like, you, like, they charged them money to hold their own child. Like what? Yeah, you made that. You're you're allowed to hold it. I think I don't know what what is the, where where does the cost Guys. go? Guys, what? let me explain to you about bootstraps and how bootstraps. to pull yourself up by them. <laughs> bootstraps, bootstraps. Oh, I love to be bootstrapped by my own petard. Ah. There's, I think there's a Pornhub category for that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you looking again. for a job at the moment, aren't you? Oh, God. I, no, this is, I don't know what the Oh, uh, here we go. This is, this is how you start an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Patreon secret content. ASMR yeah, yeah. will tell you to get your life together. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I don't know what the category of personal and not personal is because they that the line doesn't exist for me. Mm-hmm. But my ex messaged me with the Medicare for All meme just out of the blue. We haven't talked in a very long time, and then I was like, "This is funny, but also, haha." you should make sure that everybody that you know is voting for Bernie and make sure that you can go out and stuff. And then in all caps, she just said, I will. And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how far you have destroyed a relationship with somebody. Make sure that they will get everybody they know. 
on board the burn bus. Oh, yeah. Jesus. The burn bang bus is leaving <laughs> no, the Wait, hang on. Okay, I think there's there's clearly something lost in the political translation. I need to make very expressly clear here, okay, that uh, Bernie's campaign bus is not the bang bus. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was his name, isn't it? Bernie well, it bang bus? It can't be Bernie Biden bang bus. He's no that's actually that's a, actually a different adult film actor who's really just trying to riding the coattails. <laughs> oh, okay. Can you imagine finding out that Andrew Yang used to be in porn or something? <laughs> that doesn't even. I mean, like, is, that sounds like something that's already happened. When you say it. There is no way that guy has ever had sex in his entire life. <laughs> okay, good counterpoint. Okay, no, but it doesn't have to be emotionally connected sex. He could have done the mechanics of it. No. I mean, he's physically <laughs> incapable of it. It's. I know he has kids, honestly. it's. It, it was like an extraction and then a... Modern an, science an, can do wonders. Implantation. Those are test tube babies if I've ever seen them. <laughs> Foreshadowing for Cell. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, we're bringing it back to Dragon Ball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Goku there we go. comes. All right. Here, you're being the Jeremy. You're getting, you be the dad. You got to get this <laughs> podcast back on the rails. I feel deeply uncomfortable with being 23 years old and being a father, but <laughs> if it's necessary, I will put my cap on backwards. I'll sit on the chair the cool way and I'll be Jeremy and I will get this on track. Yeah. Who the fuck is Jeremy? Oh, I'm sorry. This is an internal. <laughs> No I shit. said, oh, and I promised I wouldn't make balling out references. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I also, I don't know any of these people personally, except for what they say. All I know is that he plays a lot of city skylines. That's about it. <laughs> That's um, really all you need to know about Jeremy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that I got a solid mental picture from that. So there we go. <laughs> so everybody yeah. who does a podcast apart from us lives in Brooklyn and is also a failed stand-up comedian. I mean, a stand-up comedian. <laughs> Um, <laughs> not wrong, not wrong. Oof. So that's basically just, they're all interchangeable. This is. Yeah. How am I here? I just, some random person. I don't know how I got sucked into this New island. Zealand. I, I don't know how I got into podcasts. Yes, you two are the ones that should be asking how you got here. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Wild. Anyway, Goku is riding Kinto and he comes, <laughs> he finds. I have a birthday party to get to. We've been on a tangent for so long that I've forgotten. (laughs) He's Forest Monkey Goblin Boy. Okay. And he he finds her, uh, she's awake now and she's actually conscious and things. And apparently she's just willing to imprint on anybody. Mm. Um, She's had a rough day. Like, we'll give her that. She was running from a T-Rex. She decapitated it, set it on fire, got knocked out by a creepy teen, woken up. Creepy teen says that, uh, that he's in love with her. She's like, what? He runs away, and then another small child shows up yeah. to whisk and, her away know, on an adventure to see a creepy turtle rave man. The, so, uh, that's not <laughs> recap. She's. She, I think that we'll allow her a little slack with not knowing what the fuck is going on. When he pet pets her, he just... I have a joke that might be over the line, but I'm going to do it anyway, and you can cut it <laughs> if ahead. it's over the line. I did one about 9 uh, victims last time. I mean... You have to forgive Chi-Chi for, uh, you know, implanting so quickly in all of these people. You know, uh, blood is not really getting to her brain as effectively because of the foot binding. It's cutting off her circulation. Ooh. Yep, that's, I like uh, the concept. I love the premise. I love the ingredients. I'm waiting for it to be cooked into a meal. <laughs> Maybe working on the execution. <laughs> uh, these are the jokes, folks. Can't all be winners. Here okay. is my joke. Foot binding. I will tell you the ingredients no, for the a, joke, and then you construct it in your head, and it'll be funny. Mm, you put it's it good. together. It's no, that's that's one of the good place ones. I'll think about it on the drive home. <laughs> when it hits you, when it, it hits, hits you, it'll, it'll hit you. It'll hit you. <laughs> like 
I'm gonna Goku go jump out my window. Across <laughs> into a cliff. Yeah, you're trying to speed us through the the events again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm say I'm the master of segways. Um, okay. That's not even close to true. Yeah. So he pat pats her and goes, "Wow, you really don't have a dick." And then she just. Just well, boots him off the cloud. Yeah. Well, okay, we skipped past a bit where she got onto the cloud by, like, yanking on his tail. Oh, yeah, that's apparently true. apparently just, yeah. like, deactivates him. I'm sorry, this is really important. One of Goku's weaknesses is that if you pull at his tail... Oh, my God, this really doesn't have a good way of phrasing it. <laughs> she, she yanks his, his tail, and he gets weak. <laughs> In a metaphor for the way society is rejecting male interest... No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a metaphor for the uh, economic anxiety of oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> of Michigan. Yeah. So, yeah. This is what I do. Sure. I go on podcasts in other countries and talk like a chud. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> there was, we had, um, I don't know if you could call it a podcast, but like when I was on a student exchange in Japan, I had friends in a dorm and we just sat around a microphone and me and one of the other guys would just like do these absurd reactionary caricatures. And then I got more online and then I discovered that people unironically said things like that and then felt deeply yeah. uncomfortable about the fact that I've been doing these things that I thought were just absurd, wild mm-hmm. and crazy. And mm-hmm. some like anime avatar guy on Twitter says this all the time. This is this is the experience shared by everyone who was on the internet in 2004. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, it's God. dark humor. And then there's just, you know, nope, just people like that. There was just, you know, there's a generation, at least in America, there was a generation of kids that uh, unexpectedly saw the Goatsy guy, and uh, it just changed our entire lives. <laughs> I didn't see that. I saw Meatspin. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> and it would, do, you know Meatspin, right? Yes. Yeah. What? I just, I've forgotten about it until now. <laughs> how many times you watched it, it would be like, this is how gay you are. Like that's, yeah, yeah. it describes the internet perfectly as well. Like the assumption that if you're watching it, you're male and also like about like how sexuality yep. works and stuff, just all of it okay. is like yep. all those shock sites. Yeah. But there was a lot of stuff that you would hear about that I never looked up because I just. What was it like at the point where we were almost telling you to Google blue waffle and stuff? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Right. A classic. Yeah. We love the internet. <laughs> Good times online. Good times online. Before it was a series of three websites that were just walled yeah. gardens that used to be just like someone telling you like beneath Sniggers to look something up and then it would just be like Simpsons hentai. Yeah. Well, I gotta yeah. wonder like how much parents were aware of this stuff. Like that and like chat roulette, like Omega None or whatever at all. as well. Like we were, we were really just loose on the internet. This is the thing that doesn't make sense <laughs> at all. It's like all of the boomers didn't know how the internet worked, but they would say, don't believe something just because it's on the internet. Like they'd rail against Wikipedia. And now they're all QAnon people who just believe everything that they see because somebody yeah. let them onto 4chan and onto <laughs> Twitter. Like, what's happened? Now we're the responsible parents for these, like, terrible, mind-melted old this, corpses. This is what happens when the divorce rate gets so high, you have a bunch of latchkey kids that sit online and have to figure out what's real and not on the internet. <laughs> oh, that's a, a like a, a film summary of my childhood. <laughs> Oh, same. <laughs> Everybody Just was like, so credulous until the internet kind of really sort of kicked off, like in the late 90s as well. Anyway, like in the mid 90s or whatever. Do you remember they did the alien autopsy thing? And oh, people yeah. just like. It oh, was yeah. completely, like, very obviously fake. And a lot of people were just like, yeah, this is real. <laughs> yeah, that's real, bro. So I saw it our, on a video. We've had our credulity destroyed by the internet, I think, because of that. Because no, that would never fly today. Yeah. Other than the fact that nobody cares about aliens anymore. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying to, to Simon before we got on the podcast, I have some friends who are up 
uh, in the middle of nowhere, uh, kind of out away from society for New Year's. Uh, and they all took um, some psychedelics and were looking at the sky and happened to catch the uh, Elon Musk's like satellite launch with like 60 satellites and they thought the aliens had invaded. <laughs> they were like uh, out of service, like no it's, contact it's, with the outside world on a farm somewhere, like panicking because they thought yeah. like the end of the world was neither. Like the sun is red. There's so many satellites just whizzing by. There's like a hundred of them. Apparently it's like 20 minutes of just like these lights going past. Yeah, midway through a trip, just freaking out. <laughs> it's just wild what Orson Welles has directed in recent years. <laughs> it's it's cool that your friends got to watch Elon Musk impregnate Grimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is how it happened, right? We were just talking yeah. about just that before. That. I told you the news. You've heard the news that I've our Lord and Saviour has been born. Ugh. Or is like, Ugh. has been immaculately conceived. The, the this is another person who 100% just has his semen extracted through <laughs> some kind of like machine. And that machine is the Tesla truck. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's secretly for. If you like put in the Konami code to it, it sucks your dick. And then like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, no breaks. It, it does the, you know, it does the Back to the Future tennis shoes thing where it automatically fits, except it's. The <laughs> Well, Musk had to have it that way because, you know, otherwise he'd never be able to get off. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Dragon Ball. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, uh, ah, I'm I'm staring the shit up. Uh, Anyway, so then what's kind of unfortunately Toriyama knows what the ingredients of a joke are, but he doesn't know like what's good or bad or wrong to put in something. And so like he cuts back to Bulma being like, well, as long as he doesn't pat pat her. As mm. like a, you know, yeah. kind of Gilligan cut or whatever it is, which makes <laughs> oh, that's perfect that, sense okay. structurally and is just horrible. Yep. There it is. Oh, God. Are they Anyway, Chi-Chi thinks that they're going to get married because uh, he's touched her in the special place. I don't, I don't know how to talk about this without it coming off as bad as it is in the comic. <laughs> that is just how it's bad it is. It's pretty bad. Though. It's not ideal. It's, it's somewhat less than ideal. She does a little chortling face and she's like, oh, ho, ho, like Ooh, I guess this is my husband now. Oh, and she keeps on calling him like, Anta, which is like, um, my dear sort yeah. of thing. Like it's the second person pronoun, but it's a really familiar one. Mm-hmm. And they've barely met. So she's like, she doesn't understand that. She'd be really easy to catfish, actually. You don't say. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking about like. Why are you like thinking through the logistics of catfishing a fictional ten-year-old? <laughs> you know what? We're gonna leave that one in the therapy session. <laughs> so they go flying over the ocean, and then this kind of destroyed me a little bit. I know they're anthropomorphic characters, like sorry, animals <laughs> in this comic, but they just—he's like, I don't know the directions. Mr. Dolphin, and then a dolphin like appears, and they yeah. they chat to a dolphin. That was the only note I had written down was just because like they're just honing around, and like obviously neither of these kids kind of know anything about the world, mostly because Goku's been raised in like a cave or some shit. Um, they're flying over the sea, and they see a little dolphin, and Goku's like, "Oh, we don't have people like this up in the mountains. Can you tell us how to get to Kamisen's place?" And the dolphin's just like, "Oh yeah, it's just over there." <laughs> So he's well known his exploits and so this is my thing is we find out that he lives on an island with his satanic temple on it like this is yeah. his little St. James I think it was just the the asking a dolphin for directions and the dolphin not only 
being able to speak, but also knowing where to go that kind of killed me inside. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, you know, it's knowing, uh, I don't know how much you know about uh, Dolphin's social behaviors, but not surprising he's hanging out with Master Roshi. Okay, hello. Yeah, uh, that's uh, <laughs> that sounds accurate. You know, I don't know, but yeah. I think I can guess. Yeah, you maybe don't think about it too hard. You're yeah, the yeah, yeah. creature expert. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. There's a reason I haven't uh, drawn any dolphins for my side project. Party at Roshi's. They're bad. <laughs> Everybody loves dolphins. They're awful. They're monsters. They're the monsters of the sea. The dolphins Golfin, are... Golfin, dolphins are not only capable of evil, they are actively evil. So. Yeah, they love doing it. They're do, They're talking about it more and more. <laughs> dolphins are going on the news. Many people are saying. <laughs> they're marching at rallies. It's, you know, you have to do it 10, 15 times these days, but uh, the dolphins really get it done. Anyway, <laughs> so do, sure do. that dolphin is on the flight logs, is all I'm going to say. Say what that. you want about dolphins, but they truly keep the trains running on time. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, we were supposed to not talk about the Weimar Republic again. Uh, and, like, and it's direct. That was Italy. Straight back there. Anyway, they go to Turtle Rave Island. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would call it Little St. Roshi's, but Turtle Rave Island is probably the the nicer version of calling that. Yeah, I just had the the realization reading this that um, that Kami said and reminds me of someone I've actually met, and I kind of like had in a previous episode like a humorous description of him as I have a to person. Ask, are you okay? Um, that's debatable. Um, but he's like he was hauntingly familiar, and uh, I I it clicked as to who he reminds me of as this like weird old dude that I met at a festival who was just about about that level of creepiness i would repress those memories too yeah i had repressed them for a little while so we're gonna meet a turtle rave man yeah, yeah. they go to the island they see his yeah. satanic temple it has kame turtle written on the side of it in english <laughs> yeah turtle sound. also looks like came so that's rather oh, appropriate didn't even think of that one but he does a lot of things which I don't agree with, uh, ethically. <laughs> with and I none of us condone. support this. Retweeting does not mean it's an endorsement. <laughs> I'm just describing... Are you retweeting him doing that? That's not good. <laughs> That's his whole Twitter feed. It's just everything. You should... Look, it, like it's problematic to like that. People can see... <laughs> you don't want to be retweeting it, I that. Think. You have to scrub your eyes. I feel like I've become a worse person by reading this again. Mm. So, I would like new eyeballs. <laughs> I don't please. remember exactly what they talk about, but it's kind of not that important because he does a lot of shady stuff and he talks about cheating. Well, that they they he, they ask him if they can borrow the 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 leaf flapper thing that creates thunderstorms to put out the fires, and he's like, "Oh, I threw it away because I was using it as a tablecloth and I spilled <laughs> shit on it." Okay, well, yes. he didn't even remember that. He forgot what it looked like, and his his turtle friend. I read this an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> so. Are we establish why they were going Simon's there. Literary Corner. <laughs> what they're doing is they're on a fetch quest for the Bashor Fan, and the Bashor Fan yeah. is uh, an item from Journey to the West. It's something that Princess Iron Fan has uh, in that story, and Sun Wukong uh, goes and tries to get it, but he can't get it, and there's kind of a kerfuffle and a back and forth and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, it's a banana leaf. But what's interesting is that, and this is Simon's double literary corner, Bashor is the name of uh, also shared by the name of Matsuo Basho, who was the most famous haiku writer of all of Japanese history. In fact, he almost single-handedly invented the single paragraph or single stanza hokku, which is like what we think of as a haiku today, the 575 
structure mm-hmm. that is probably terribly boring to everybody else, but I really like it. Okay. So this is this is got two layers working on. Or is there, has he has he worked that in in some way? So they go on to no, but it's it's spelled the same. It's okay. Kanji and everything. Shouldn't call this Simon's literary corner. You should call it Simon says a smart thing and then donks on himself for it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't have a name for that because that's just how he lives. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Be funny again. What are you doing? We have to... Oh, yeah, I'm, so, I'm so sorry that I'm not entertaining 100% of the time. Yeah, here we go. This is what we want. This is what the people want is conflict. The people <laughs> come for it. Down. It's provocative. It gets the people going. They love yeah. it when they see it. The people come for conflict and half-baked jokes about foot binding. Yeah, okay. they do. Uh, that's why we're here. That's the only thing. That's <laughs> our niche. That's that makes audience. me enjoy life anymore is hearing somebody um, describe the concept comedically of foot binding, but not actually finishing. Hey man, what if you? Yeah, <laughs> comedic edging. Um, <laughs> I will get to a punchline at some point, but you, when it hits, when it hits. So yeah, they went uh, for it, as you said. I feel seen. But yeah, so they, uh, so he doesn't have the leaf. They spilled then, sauce uh, on it, and then he had to throw it out, which is. I mean, I don't know how to feel about this because he's such a terrible guy, but it's such a relatable thing. And then, oh, I mean, not getting like a magical fan and then spilling yeah, sauce on it. Yeah, I was going like, how many relatable. magical items have you been entrusted with only to spill sauce on them? Oh, well, wouldn't you like to know? So yes. they realize that, you know, they're like, oh, no, shit, we're going to, we're screwed. And then he says, no, actually, I know exactly how to put this fire out. And they go, please, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Whatever you're thinking, whatever is getting you off right now, the thought of putting this fire out with just you and your body, no. None of that. They are horrified. Except that he takes Goku aside. And he doesn't want Chi-Chi to hear because for obvious reasons, she probably uh, would tell an adult about this and mm-hmm. he wouldn't. And he goes, look, Because Goku doesn't have out. a conscience or any kind of like social understanding. So he's easily manipulated. Well, she says either condition. Yes, Goku is autistic. <laughs> Goku is an yeah, autistic I've icon. This, I've been saying this. He's a double ace icon. <laughs> That's that's my belief about him. He's got okay. the gray stripes going on. So when Roshi takes him aside, he's like, I have a, one condition to, you know, help this uh, in this conflagration, this terrible calamity that's befallen this place. I will not do anything about it unless you let me cop a feel, <laughs> unless you let me at Bulma's honkers, mm-hmm. which is terrible to read, terrible to relay. And also the fact that Goku is like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, well, there's that, but also... Um, he, the Turtle Rave Man apparently couldn't tell the difference between Chi Chi and Bulma as well because he, when they first arrived, he was like, "Oh, that girl you're with has got a whole lot smaller." So yeah, like, he's old and blind. Yeah, that's why he has to feel. It's like Braille, but for sexuality. <laughs> Titty Braille. <laughs> that's why he has to be skinny so much of the time, and why he can't wander around jacked like he is later in. <laughs> the next chapter because he's if he were to be that big all the time he's so blind he would just uh, just his way yeah absolutely no i i like the idea i have the the fan theory that he just fills himself up with his internal cum when he like gets swole yeah so he this is the content we're here for (laughs) he goes he goes 
baby Gamera. And Gamera is obviously a kaiju. It's a traditional Japanese like film monster character, whatever it is. I don't know how Toriyama was allowed to get away with this, but you can see the roots of Dr. Slump kind of coming through mm-hmm. even now. And he rides that in a whirlwind back to it. So they go back. Goku's agreed to the condition. Chichi asks, what was the condition? And then... Goku's just like, no, no, no don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry, fine. I got it sorted. Oh, I got this. It's Out fine. of the deal, I've got this. <laughs> I know exactly how to negotiate, believe me. Mm-hmm. And they go back and then everyone's kind of doubtful about Roshi and then we hit the final chapter yeah and um Gumao having not heard how like cancelled his master is still thinks that he's like he was in the old days and he's happy to see him mm. um horny guy ox demon king yeah horny boy horny boy horny boy <laughs> but Roshi actually tells Gumao off. horny boy say yeah <laughs> <laughs> He tells he tells horny uncle off <laughs> for having accumulated wealth. He's like, I've heard you've been a you've been a little naughty bandit. Uh-huh. I heard you've been bad. Um, and he's very disappointed a in him, boy. which is really like clearly nobody. It's like just such a secret is to like the the pedo ring that he's running because he's like. He's able to go up to people and say, you've really fallen far, haven't you? Well, he's done a, he's done a costume change beforehand. He's in character as, like, the wise master or whatever, you know. But um, Horny Boy's always, like, just immediately kind of sad about it. He's, he, he regrets his, his ways. He's like, I'll give all my treasures away. I just want my home back. And yeah, he's, he's like, like well, I'm... you know, that's kind of a waste, but whatever. Sorry for <laughs> running, like, the medieval mafia mm. with the demon clan. I'm, I'm sorry for making it uh, in this harsh world. I'm so, sorry for just like sorry doing I'm living my under the realities of capitalism. <laughs> Look, there's no ethical accumulation. Is all I'm saying is that sometimes if you have to terrorize a few villages, then you have mm-hmm. to do that in order to get your daughter some nice bikini armor. I don't yeah. know. I mean, really, he was saving them from their own ways by putting all of the treasures in a castle and setting it on fire. They learned about the joys of, of you know, connection yeah. and community. And it's not the white man's anything. burden. <laughs> nah, he still has a fortune at the end of this, and he never gives it back, by the way. Yeah, that's not surprising. They end up living off it, so yeah. uh, minor spoilers. But yeah, um, everyone's super doubtful. They don't know Doubt. if Roshi can do that, but he says... Um, and then and then Roshi just nuts into that mountain. <laughs> oh my god, he just becomes like the biggest man you've ever seen. <laughs> he does become surprisingly large. I don't know how to it feel about it because he's like... <laughs> they they describe the Kamehameha wave as a, uh, a, a concentration of all of your energy followed by an explosion, which uh, is the horniest sentence I've ever read in my life. <laughs> <laughs> if Roshi um, concentrates, he can really gather together his um, his excitement, his key. <laughs> key is also like one of the words in the word for semen. So anyway, we'll leave that aside. Um, and so Japanese tidbits okay, that help d- There's case. some things about Japanese that I didn't need to know. <laughs> Seiki, which is like... Don't tell me more things about that. Just the word in general <laughs> sex okay, and then yeah. key energy so yeah, he's, he's pent he's up going. he's like right <laughs> fills himself up with calm and then he's like <laughs> he gets his hands together and um oh boy and yeah so what's really funny about this is that Toriyama got the inspiration for it from Hawaii obviously King Kamehameha was a real person who was a monarch and then put that together Unfortunate. Right, it's a Japanese. He pun, was a real Kami. person who also shot giant waves of jizz. <laughs> <laughs> 
he actually of went on like a, a, a resort trip to Hawaii and he was very inspired by what he heard there. And so he was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I will. Just inspired by the just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor this, <laughs> this king, this indigenous king <laughs> by, um, and his memory by making. We should all be honoring our kings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to honor this short king. <laughs> Return of Kings, yeah. No, oh, no. that's what it was about the whole time. That's what it was about all the whole time. Well, she proves oh. that you know, even though you are a, you are a short king, you can puff yourself up and really just <laughs> let like everybody comes the same. It's a real moral lesson, I think. Here, it's, doesn't yeah. matter where you come from, everybody comes the same. <laughs> yeah, the more you know. Even even old blind people can come like a giant jacked guy. <laughs> So, and that is the moral of Dragon Ball. So he's, on, we see on a two-page spread. It kind of is, honestly. <laughs> we see, good God. Uh, we see on a two-page spread, he he shoots his load all over the fire mountain, and he just destroys it. Like, he puts the fire out, but he also destroys the castle as well. No, it's not just the castle, but, like, the village and shit behind it as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Like, it's just- everything. Just everything. So we can add murder to the list of things that he is. Which is also a metaphor for the destructiveness of uh, the male orgasm. <laughs> yes. It's reefer madness for, for sex. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. 100%. Back to reefer madness. Um, I don't think that murder is a crime in this universe, given how many people they've killed so far. Or at least I'm hey, not sure. Hey, you have no proof that anyone died in that. All right. <laughs> okay. And they they don't know the Dragon Balls, so they can't wish anybody back. So yeah. mm. the body count of the, the Zed warriors is pretty high, I think. Mm. Um, I hate to power through this, but I do have to... I told my friend I would be at his birthday party in four no, I'm, minutes. I'm so, so I might sorry. have to go yeah, here yeah, pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. Yeah, it, well, I mean, that's uh, kind of actually the end of... Lord knows I took us off the rails as much as anybody, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll wrap up. And um, uh, the f- basically one of the things that happened just slightly before that is that Roshi couldn't even tell Bulma himself, like, he has to get Goku to tell of the condition, and mm. she's just like, you know, ugh, like... Yeah. But you know what? I don't reckon he can even do it, so if this yeah. saves people, she's virtuous, she's willing to put herself down. It's not down. because she wants the Dragon Balls at all. She's like, willing to lay her titties on the line. She's an ambitious queen. She will give up what she has to. Much, she's a, a much like a metaphor for uh, Mother Earth Gaia. Just like a metaphor for Mother Earth Gaia. Just exactly yeah. like that. This is a real yeah. pro Papatulanaku manga. Yeah. It, it really is. Just pr- promoting the natural world, the restoration. We need to yeah. think about our ways and the way it's, we treat the it's earth. A statement, it's a statement on the nature of femininity to rise above the barbarism of uh, male aggression and, yeah. uh, and self-sacrifice for the greater good of the species. They can that overcome is, yeah. male coming. That is absolutely what Bulma is about. She's a queen. We respect that. <laughs> <laughs> Willing to lay the honkers on the line. Anyway, so that, that was the end of volume one. A lot has happened. Um, I have to agree with you. This is the horniest thing that I have ever read, actually, somehow, yeah. even though it's for children. Why? Yeah. How, what, what was the, how did you get me into this, this whole podcast? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why have you done this? <laughs> but um, thank you very much for guesting. We, oh, yeah. What do we thank usually do at the end? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we do plug. So where can people find you? Where can they see your work? What's uh, going on? Sure. You can find me uh, on Twitter at David Citric, S-I-T-R-I-C-K. Uh, you can listen to my podcast, David Hates David, uh, I, which is on iTunes. Uh, it is, uh, we're in our third episode, and I think the last one was actually good, so I feel good about that. 
um, told a story about catfishing my neighbor when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> so that's very fun. And uh, David Sidrick on Instagram. And uh, if you're in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, for some reason, I've on April there. 10th, I'll be headlining uh, at uh, the Lazoom Room there. So check that out. Beautiful place. First time I've ever, I'll ever headline. So excited nice. about that. Very cool, yeah. very cool. Very cool. Careers on the up yeah. and up. There's nothing can possibly go wrong. Let That's me tell why you. you're so needlessly ominous to this poor man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Uh <laughs> Someone I started I started comedy two years after just got hired as a writer on the Tonight Show. So you know, oh, very <laughs> in, cool. In a feeling great, <laughs> feeling great, feeling, feeling great. lucky. Anyway, um, I am Simon Monrad. You can find me on Twitter at uh, s underscore Monrad Goff. And uh, I don't think anything else you should look up about me. Don't Google me. Yeah, don't don't look into anything that he does. Um, I'm Imogen Faith, and you can find me at at Imogen Faith, which was I M O J E N. Because um, we're not then, like other girls. We're not like other girls, and because my mum wanted to make my life harder by spelling my name real weird, and also at on Instagram at Club Glove Glove, where I draw horrible fish human hybrids as my side nice. project, um, and also Hell I yeah. send postcards. So if you if you DM me an address to send a postcard with a very horrible, confusing fish person on it, I will do that anywhere for in free. the world. Anywhere in the world. Um, I do it as a oh. hobby. It's not a hustle. It's just for fun. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're really a fun lot of fun. Talk. Hell yeah. Anyway, this has been Gohano Go Home. Kakitiano. And a very good evening. It's cool that your friends got to watch Elon Musk impregnate Grimes. Uh <laughs> <laughs>